Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your host, Steven, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins, and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 108 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem podcast on the internet. We are back after our bi-weekly break, um, and it's good to be back. We are actually with you. Today is the what? Today is the day of all days for all Mass Effect fans. It's November 11th. Um, that's N7 day. N7 day, I'm sure, means something wait, to wait, a bunch wait, of... Did you say November 11th? <laughs> Today's November 11th, and that makes it N7 day? No, today's November 7th. Is it the 7th? Yes. Today's yes. the 7th. Well, the that 7? makes more sense. Well, why would it be the 11th? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, even word for work today is all messed up. I, today was a really interesting work day. I went to the dentist. I found out that I have a rogue tooth growing out of my gums, causing me a lot of problems. That's weird. Um, I'm going to have to get that, that pulled weird. out. But today is November just... 7th, <laughs> and that is N7 Day, which everyone loves to celebrate for the um, Bioware franchise Mass Effect. Um, so, JD, why don't you give us a little history of N- Just a little history, JD. So when I say a little history, just a little snippet. N7 day, what it means to you. Kick us off because really, Mike, Devin, and I, I mean, this is like Bioware, Anthem is Bioware for us. So I don't think we have any history with N7 day other than it's uh, November 7th. So, JD, give us a quick rundown what it means to you, why, how, when, where, what, because. Um, so, N7 day was just a date that was arbitrarily picked. Well, I won't say arbitrarily, but um, it's based off of N7, which is the uh, Special Forces ranking. Uh, for the Alliance Systems Navy in Mass Effect. Um, Fans get together every year, celebrate it on Twitter, uh, online, on Facebook, uh, social media, all that. Um, Little disappointment in getting, uh, you know, significant announcements this year, but, um, you know, that's to be expected. Uh, As for what it means to me, it just means fans coming together and celebrating the franchise that we all love. It's got a special place in a lot of our hearts for maybe not the same reasons, but um, the people who are aware of it and celebrate it um, like I do, um, it means something similar to all of us. So, Very cool. Well, I am excited for all the Mass Effect fans. Hopefully there will be something Mass Effect coming down in the future. And everyone will get to go and enjoy that universe again. Because Mass Effect is, you know, it's one of the biggest franchises in video game history. So hopefully that'll come back in some form or another from the team. We also got um, Tal Peleg is the animation director for Anthem. He was tweeting out some pretty funny animated GIFs from characters um, from Anthem today. So those are really funny. So if you don't follow Tal on Twitter, you should go do that. Um... Tal was Tal. Let's see. I think it was Rico Flores actually created the Shepherd Shuffled emote for Anthem. So they were kind of having fun of it with that and having everyone do the Shepherd Shuffled, which I guess is a pretty popular thing. It's not the same as the Truffle Shuffle, which I got it confused with. Um, those things are very very different. So um, yeah, very happy N Seven Day. All right, so let's do this. It has been two hundred and sixty five days since. Um, Anthem launched on Origin Access Premiere. 
that's all we're you know pretty close for what four months and we're going to be rounding on a year of anthem being released it's been 23 days since the recent seasonal um season of skulls event has launched and 23 days sounds like a lot it feels like it's been a lot of time since that has been released since we're going back to the cataclysm again with a couple updates and i wanted to touch base with a couple of things we had some feedback from the last show from one of our patrons from one of our bosses um so iron aquila took umbrage with us for not talking about a couple of patch updates from the last patch um, he used some pretty strong words that kind of stuck with me for the last two weeks. I think he called it a biblical error, a, an error of biblical proportions. Now, I like, I don't think we like call down the plague or like call down hellfire from heaven. Locusts, you know, descend upon. Yeah, uh, I don't. But you, you weren't plagued by locusts. So, Devin, did you want to talk about? Did you want to address this for Iron Aquila um, and just kind of go over the changes that he wanted us to talk about? The the changes to flying. And then changes to gear and um, weapon damage output? Yeah, so, I mean, we kind of talked about a few things. But one of the biggest change, right, when you're flying, I think that he wanted to talk about was when uh, you run into an object, you no longer just fall to the ground, right? So if you're flying, you know, like Mike or JD, and they run into things often because uh, they're wow. still trying to match with flight. Right. Um, <laughs> If you and they run, oh, Devin, let's not lie to people and just hover. And so, I I think that's, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's a good feature to have in there. Obviously, people don't want to drop to the ground. Uh, for me, though, I I don't mind dropping to the ground because when I hit that and I hover, because I run into stuff all the time, I (laughs) just push, you know, B or I can't even think of the button right now currently and drop to the ground so I can keep running and then take off again. Yeah, and and I've so, mastered I mean, flight, so I never crash. Right. Yeah. So, um, it's hard to get uh, accustomed to the new flight mechanic, but it is it's a good one for a lot of people. So, uh, I know he thought that that was uh, more game changing than. Um, what and, did you say specifically for game changing? And, and and to be fair, um, a lot of these changes in the last patch for 1.5.0, there was a lot in there. And we chose things that we thought directly impacted us or were interesting to talk about, like the um, salvage all feature. One of the things yeah. that is hard for us to do, there were a lot of balance changes to weapons and to gear. But the way currently, the way Anthem is structured, it's... <laughs> It's so hard to be able to be to tell like okay this damage increase from like 250 to 300 you know this is what that effect looks like because you know random inscriptions are a thing depending on what your gear build out is like if you have a character and you can tell a difference because that's you know the build that you use specifically I think that's great and that's fantastic for you um but it's hard to talk about that and for me to be able to talk about the stuff on the Colossus, the stuff on the Ranger, and the stuff on the Interceptor. Even the stuff on the Storm, like I have a build that I use, but even like looking at some of the changes that were made to the Storm, it's like it doesn't mean anything to me when you tell me that these little changes have gone up by a little bit. Um, and it's not to say that those aren't important for other people because they can be for other people. It's just not important for me because loot doesn't mean much right now. So it's hard for me to get excited about those changes. If loot was something that I could get excited about, like inscriptions were easy, you know, gear was easy to get, I was able to make multiple builds quickly and efficiently, then I think I would get more excited about that. But because we can't, to me, it's just like, 
all right, here's the changes. Maybe they're just doing this for the future to where it's actually going to mean more. But to me right now, looking at all those changes, it just doesn't mean much to me personally. So that's why we didn't cover it. So, you know, that could be a mistake in the future. You know, we'll be better about that, pointing those things out. Um, but that's just where we were coming from. So, yeah, well I mean, said. It, like, I mean, is that... Those changes didn't make any difference for my bill. That didn't change anything uh, as well. So um, it is hard. I mean, we, we all want, you know, we've talked about loot. We're, repeatedly and we're going to keep talking about it uh and even after they eventually change to the new whatever their new loot system is we're going to talk about it then you know so it's always going to be a hot topic and so we understand people want to talk about that and we appreciate the feedback and like steven said we'll, we'll add more next time and hopefully by us not talking about it we didn't just like murder all the firstborn of every family that didn't paint their doorways you know red <laughs> with the blood of a new lamb so um okay um, sorry, I got distracted by my own biblical. Yeah, that's by your own jokes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay, so housekeeping. You can call us and leave us a message at five zero five three eight six seven nine one seven, or you can leave us an email at freelancercodex at gmail dot com. That's the place you can do that. So a couple of, couple of bits of news that we have. First thing that we will cover. Uh, so Chad Robertson has left Bioware after fourteen years. Um, I can read his little statement here. If it opens, click. So Chad says, um, this is my last week with Bioware. I've been with the company for 14 years and I'm grateful for everything I've been part of here. Um, Star Wars, The Old Republic, Anthem, the Austin studio and Bioware are in good hands. You can expect great things ahead. So this is the fourth person that we have interviewed on the show that has been on the show okay. that has left. So, um, Mike's still there. Okay. Mike is still there, but he's not on Anthem, right? So we're just focused purely on Anthem. So everyone that we've interviewed that worked on Anthem is no longer working on Anthem. Um, I don't know exactly what John's doing. but um, So I guess... The curse continues. Do, so, do we do we take that personal? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I think I think after four for, times, uh, you really have to. I for don't... all you Bioware execs out there, anybody want to schedule an interview with us? We believe it or not, have some openings. Yeah, it kind of so, doesn't bode well for future interviews. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Chad is gone. Chad was kind of when Ben left. Um, he was the quote unquote face of of Anthem, just because he's the only one that posted. A, an update to the blog so by default he was the guy that we're saying okay chad must be in charge right so now that chad's gone um we still don't know who is exactly is like lead developer lead producer or lead head of the live service for anthem so we don't know who is um steering the ship i don't know if like i i guess i would like to know who's who's doing that but i don't know if the person that is doing that would like people to know who's doing that right to know because right now i mean it's <laughs> to get all the kind of a, yeah that's kind of a sucky it's a thankless thing. job it's a tough position really to step is. into right now and be like all right you like you're in charge here you go here's the twitter account like i mean i guess it could also be a good opportunity for the team to be like all right this is the person in charge we would love for you to get to know this person. Um, he or she can be reached at this Twitter account. Like, send feedback because I I would like to know who's you know steering the ship. I would like to know who we can like say reach out to if there's an issue. Be like, hey, what's your philosophy on this? I mean, right now it's it's dark and they're not. No one is saying anything. I mean, they're tweeting out some N seven day stuff today, which is a lot of fun and that's to be expected. But still, as far as communication goes on Anthem, we're still not getting any. 
Um, we did get a tweet today that the PTS is going up tomorrow. And we'll talk more about that as we get into our main topic. But other than that, it's just kind of been there. There really hasn't been anything, and I and I think we should probably stop expecting that because yeah. if we haven't gotten anything by now, they're probably just not going to tell us anything <coughs> until until they until they start talking about two sometime next year, right? Um, we know they're working on it. They said so in the blog post, and I think that's what they're looking forward to. So maybe they're just like, "Hey, we're going to be dark until this happens." So, you know, whoever's yeah, still I mean, playing the like game, they're, they're they're dark until they drop some content. And <clears throat> I mean, it's understandable if you look at any of their tweets or anything else. Just the sheer amount of you know negativity because people are like, "Hey, I'm on the internet. I can say whatever I want." And just be a jerk and no consequences. They can't be like, hey, yeah. I don't like this game, so I'm just gonna move on and play other games. But I'm gonna keep hanging out and make sure I, everybody knows that I hate them, you know, for some reason because that brings me happiness. Um, I mean, it's ridiculous. I, don't, I mean, I don't blame blame them in any way for not being like, hey, you know, we're gonna keep posting stuff when you're just you know, all negative all the time, you know, I mean, there's obviously we're not all negative all the time. There's lots of people that are still trying to be positive. But then it, if you post something positive on their post, then you just, you know, get thrown upon by the, the mobs of people who just want to hate because, Hey, it's made by EA or they're upset. You know, that they paid $60 and only got a hundred hours of entertainment out of it. I don't know. It's so, so I mean, I, well, I, I just think it's like, I think again, and when this has happened before, and I, I said it then too, they need to have somebody step out and make some effort to control the narrative. Because from like just the perspective of like most like gamers who just have like a like they're just aware of what they see on you know, like your average gaming site and that sort of thing. Like what was it? Uh, uh, a Polygon the other day posted up the article about Chad Robertson leaving. And basically just used it as an example of basically a signal that they're like all the higher ups who were working on this game or who were controlling this game have left. It is a sign that this game is going down that, that narrative that continues in the main, in the gaming media of Anthem being a total disaster. And the whole thing is that players and I think, like there needs to be some kind of reassurance at some point because the whole thing is that it, it's kind of like if like, you know, if somebody believes that someone else is dead, they're going to be really hard to believe that that person is alive again. Uh, if they do <laughs> ever come back, what? you know, it's like the, like, what is it like? What was it? Sinbad, uh, the comedian from the nineties, a bunch of people thought he was dead. He came out with a, a stand-up special. People were like, that guy's still alive. Like it, it, it's, it, it's one of those things where it's just like, even if Anthem does make a big return with 2.0, if the narrative is already this game died a long time ago and we're basically just holding up a corpse to try to make money off of it, then I think that's what most game like most gamers aren't going to buy into 2.0 if they're just having a passing awareness of it. If I that makes most any people sense. People should think like, well, I mean, I would think if you're if you're looking at it like, okay, all the lead people left or whatever, they've moved on to different projects or they're not working on it anymore. I would think that'd be an opportunity for them to be like, all right, you know, we've got these new leaders. Maybe they'll do that for 2.0 and be like, these are the people that are running things now. And this is the direction that they have been leading us. You know, 
Um, they did that when Casey came back and all this stuff. And, and I think that's a, a good opportunity to just be like, okay, we're, we're still here. We're still doing, doing what we do, you know, whether, regardless of what people say or think. Um, but we have a new, new leadership working on the game and uh, it's, it's going in this direction and we've been listening. And so I, I think there's a couple different ways that you can obviously go with, with everything that happens, but um, you are, I think you are right that they, they should, you know, I would prefer anyways that they actually say something as to, you know, the way that they're doing things now is not saying much. Right. Well, the, the, the time, the timing is just, it's just weird. Uh, I mean, like N7 comes around the same day every year, but it's just like <laughs> having, having. Unless you're you know, Steve, Chad... it shows up on the 11th. <laughs> that is true. But having Chad Robertson leave and then no reassurance, um, from Bioware or EA regarding Anthem and its current situation, aside from like, you know, like the, the court, well, the community cortex and the PTS update, um, that isn't really like, it's just a notification of things changing the game. And there is like any kind of like public reassurance of the community. Uh, but it's just like, there's, there's more and more stuff basically saying that there's not a lot of hope left for Anthem. And then we have this big old day where we're like, hey, we're still thinking about doing stuff with Mass Effect. So it just, it, I, I just feel like they could have, you know, I, I hope they give some kind of reassurance because it's, I, I mean, to all my friends, it's like, it's like, the game's not already dead yet. It's like, uh, it's hard to talk to them. You know? Yeah. I don't think you're going to get that reassurance. So I don't think you should hold your breath, unfortunately. It's unfortunately it's going to be this is how it is until yeah I said don't move your breath. All right, so so a couple things we'll talk about the PTS here in a little bit. So we did get a couple weekly updates. So we got week three of the season of Skulls Cataclysm. Um, Week three brought the Titan Challenge into free play. I believe. Yep, it was the Titan Challenge into free play. So you were able to go into complete the three events. You can go do the the bonfire. Then you can go do the little matching puzzle thing. And then you can go into the, uh, what is the, what are the, what's the underwater tunnel called? I have it on the tip of my head, tip of my tongue. The tip of your head, huh? The campfire one? I can't remember. No, the it's, the it's the one with the torch where you go down into the tunnel. Uh, I forget what the name of the tunnel is. Um, tunnel. So you go complete those three things and you go find a Titan in week three. And then you get to check that thing off your, check that off the box that you completed that. So week four um, we actually have a little swarm tyrant um, encounter that we can go do. Um, so I, I, I completed this encounter yesterday. So I jumped in, went to go do my free play events. Still had some issues with that bonfire completing for some reason. For some reason, it like we, we completed the challenge, but the time was so close on the overall timer that when we completed and said, hey, good job, we did this, um, they were still going through the dialogue options and it ended. I don't know. It, it was really weird because every time we would try to update the fire um, with the with the fuel after we defeated the the scar, the scar heavy, it would not mm-hmm. update it past past the time that we had left on the thing. So it was kind of weird. So like it started us at a time where there's no way that it would finish based on a couple a couple issues with that. So I don't know if that's a bug or if that's an issue that they were having, but I still had trouble with that completing. So I went out, came back in, completed the three events, went down with the torches, um, did the matching 
event thingy and then did the bonfire then i went to fight the the swarm tyrant because i was actually excited to see what they had done to the swarm tyrant if they changed the look of the model or what they did um so going into the swarm tyrant's layer they changed that up a lot and there's a lot of extra skulls and it looks really cool they kind of updated the layer of the swarm tyrant the fight was still the same it was pretty straightforward there's a couple of um bubbles on the ground that you can stand in that will protect you from the storm um so that was kind of different. It was it was a fun encounter. Um, it I I kind of wish. Well, I, I shouldn't talk about this now. So that was the that was the new event that they had for for week number four. So you could check that off. And we've got a couple more in order to beat the indomitable challenge that we have in order to get the um, cosmetic armor set at the end of the at the end of the challenge. So that happened in week f- number 4 and they have the updated post of who completed the cataclysm and who got the best score in the cataclysm. Congratulations to everyone that did that. Um hopefully hopefully they do something more instead of just put you guys in the community, guys and girls in, into the community cortex and they put you somewhere in the game because I think that would be a lot of fun because I don't know how many people actually read the community cortex update to know that hey, these people are the best. So hopefully they do something more with that. We also got um, two, so we, we had three. They just posted the newest lore update um, a couple minutes ago. But we got lore stories about Perndal Blatch. He's the Fort Custodian. And it talks about him uh-huh. and kind of what he does, um, battling a fire that that the Sentinel set off inside the fort. It's a fun story. It's pretty cool. I like Perndal because I think safety is really important. And a lot of times we just laugh at the people that are like, you know, super aware of safety. Like, oh, you're stupid. You should loosen up a little bit, you know, but you know, safety is important. Devin and I both work in a industry where safety is like super, super important or people could die. Die. Um, <laughs> so I guess, you know, for me coming from that perspective, it's like, Hey, Perndal, you keep doing what you do. People will laugh at you, but hey, less people will die. So. You do you. Yeah, exactly. You do you. I enjoy it because I have said the same, some of the similar things that he has said, you know, but just in, in regards to radiation because that's what I deal with. But some of the things that he said are funny because I'm like, oh, I totally said that in the last safety meeting I had. Yeah, you should just like, that's you should funny. see how many lines from Perndal you can get into all the next safety meetings that, that you have. And then we got another. I, I work with children. Yeah. Yep. Tell those children to stop uh, touching radiation. Um, and then we got another story um, titled Lighter. So the first story was written by um, Kathleen Rutsart, who was the um, lead writer on Anthem. Lighter is written by Jay Watamaniuk. Lighter is about a um, textile vendor that is traveling from Fort Tarsus to Antium and he gets in trouble and his strider goes down and it's a story about him trying to survive. Um pretty fun stories. They're they're not long reads, but it's it's I'm always excited when we get more anthem lore and I think these are kind of the stories that I really enjoy. They're just small mm-hmm. small stories. It's not like hey you have to go save the universe type story. It's just, you know, this is what some of the people that live in Bastion have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. And it just makes that world feel more lived in. So I actually recorded a couple um, audio, I I guess audio, what, what would you call it? I narrated both of these stories and those are up on our RSS feed. So if you want to get access to those, you can go there. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it. Did a little bit more on the lighter story as far as sound effects, music go. And so I think we're going to continue to do these um, we also put up a the um, 
the Outlaw Ballad we recorded and we put on our RSS feed also. So if you like those, let us know. If you don't like those, tell us to stop doing it and maybe we'll stop doing it. But uh, I really enjoy doing it. I enjoy... But no promise. Yeah, I enjoy the lore of Anthem. So, um, I mean, you could tell us to stop, but I'll probably keep doing it anyway because <clears> I kind of enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, your feedback is welcome. Unless you tell me to shut up, then I probably won't shut up. So... So we'll keep doing those. And then we've got a new story that dropped today um, that was written by Mary Kirby. So we'll dive into those later, and we'll talk about that on the next show. All right. So I think that's all the news that has come out from the last two weeks, unless I missed something. I know EA games are coming to Steam. Um, I don't know how much of that is, like, new, exciting news for most people. I mean, I'm guessing that they're finally like, all right, you know, we branched off for Origin. This isn't working as well as we want to. More people will probably buy the game if it's accessible on Steam. So we'll put it there. We'll, we'll leave it on Origin. We'll access on Steam. So, I mean, they're business, right? They're obviously trying to do things. And, and hopefully this will give more people an opportunity to, you know, at least on PC, to maybe try Anthem in the future. You know, yeah. so. I mean, as as far as as far as my thoughts go, like a store is a store. It doesn't really matter to me, but a lot of people it actually matters where they I buy their games online. Yeah, so How about yeah, we're talking about UKAGs. You know that. So you know, hopefully, this brings more people to to buy their games. I don't know if they didn't mention Anthem at all in the little press release that they sent out. Um, but I mean, I mean if they, people have it in EA access to it later, so it'll have the vault. So I'm right. sure it'll be there. So hopefully this will get more people to get hands on. So hope that happens. All right. So we had last week, people had noticed that the PTS client said it was going to update over the weekend. Um, when we asked questions, we asked questions, but we really didn't get an answer until someone else got an answer on Twitter. That that was a mistake that they are updating the PTS, but it's actually going to go live tomorrow. So that'll be the 8th. And we'll be able to jump in and we'll be able to, to test something out. Um, they did not say what we're testing. I imagine it's going to be the winter update that they were talking about. But there's no confirmation of that. I mean, we haven't... It, I would be really surprised if they're like, Hey, here's a new stronghold. Go test the new stronghold. So I'm guessing it's the winter update. Now, I don't know if that's going to be the... Cat- if they're trying, If they're going to reskin the Cataclysm again... If if they do, I'll be super disappointed if they're just reskinning the Cataclysm to the winter event. I don't think any of us would be excited for that. Um, I'm hope I'm not speaking for for you three by saying that. It would be pretty tough if it was just a reskin. I mean, the Cataclysm is fun, tough. but we've been playing the Cataclysm for a long time, and um, and there's got to be more out there. Cataclysm, yeah. somewhere else. But I mean, that's a lot of. A lot of work, you know. I, I think they don't want to just make that work disappear, you know. So maybe if they kept it around and you could still go out there and do things, but um, I mean, talking yeah, I mean, they need to have a different. I mean, talking to you three, uh, how much time have you spent in the season of skulls cataclysm? None, not at all. You haven't been there at once, nope, because you, you, the whole thing was that like. Uh, like aside aside from the the N seven armor packs and the season of skulls cosmetics that I picked up when they popped up, um, the whole thing is that like I just didn't like after running the cataclysm so many times, I just didn't really feel like there was enough 
of interest for me to jump right back into that. And especially because like, it wasn't like, and we, I've said it on other episodes of the podcast, the, the, the activities from the cataclysm, they don't really do much to move you towards any of your other long-term goals in Anthem, like, you know, champion of Tarsus or anything like that. Uh, and it, it just, it had no purpose. I'm very short on time these days. And so like, it was a question of, do I want to run, do I want to spend my, my like hour or so of gaming, uh, you know, a night uh, running, you know, maybe one or two runs of this, reskin version of the cataclysm or do i want to play the outer worlds and i played the outer worlds i just logged on long enough to get my armor and you know support n7 day and do all that but and, and it and just had no interest to me and if it doesn't change it still's not going to have any interest to me and I, and i think so, and i think that's very interesting that the big draw like when when they dropped the n7 armor like there was tons of chatter on twitter about it people were you know, Paul Tassi did a write-up in Forbes about it, saying, hey, this is really awesome, where's the rest of it? Like, that was the biggest draw that I've seen on Twitter about the Season of Skulls, was just them posting armor, and then people going, opening the store, buying their armor, and leaving. Um, and I don't think that's good, right? Now, the Season of Skulls armor set that they did sell in the seasonals in the featured store, like, I think... That they had an opportunity, and I know, and I know why they did it because they want they want people to spend money in the store, um, because they had really cool bone looking you know armor sets. If they would have put those in the cataclysm, then they're losing on losing out on that opportunity to make money because they're not making right. money if they're in the cataclysm. But if they're but if people are playing the game though, I think that ultimately that don't you want that over making money right now. Like maybe maybe I'm way off base, but you know what? If they put those armor sets like behind some of the challenges in the Cataclysm, maybe it's behind. Hey, you know we we do have a challenge right now that you have to complete thirty of those world events in order to complete a challenge in order to complete the last challenge. If there was an armor set behind that challenge, you know what? I probably would go do that challenge and complete it. If there was a full right. armor set behind it, and if there was an armor set behind, you know just you know, killing, you know, 750, 7,500 enemies. If there was a full <laughs> armor set behind that, you know, I'm not 100% sure I would go do that, but I'm probably 89% sure I would go do that. Yeah. So Yeah, there's definitely more, I mean, of a, more of a draw there. I definitely think that um, that kind of stuff, the cosmetics... I think that should be part of the loot table and and I would I would like it if it were part of the loot table um or even get it for completing versus just having it in the store. So I definitely think that and I agree with you that they did it for a reason, you know, to to make the money off of it, which is fine. It's not a big deal. Make your money. Um but I think it ultimately did hurt in the long run. Even even if the, you know, the chance of getting it is there. Let let people still buy it if they want to buy it. If they're not getting it, but but also you know if the chance is there to get it, go ahead and, and just put it in there. Yeah, because there has to be. I mean, there has to be incentive to actually play the game instead of just log in and buy something from the store. Because that's yeah. I mean, unfortunately, like that that's how I feel about it. Like I it's like okay, I can I can buy this armor or you know and and unfortunately there is armor sets at the end of the Indomitable Challenge and Season of Skulls. But just the way those challenges are structured, 
I have zero desire to yeah. complete them. They're not fun to complete. It's not an it's not <laughs> enjoyable to go in there into the cataclysm and be like, "All right, guys, you go ahead and do the cataclysm. I'm just going to go kill stuff and look for skulls." Like even though this is the activity we're supposed to be doing, I'm not going to participate in the activity. I'm just going to go do this other thing in order to complete this challenge. So that there's that disconnect that just doesn't make it fun. So yeah. so going forward if if let's say um hypothetically if the PTS is for the winter event tomorrow, like what do we want to see change from Season of Skulls to the winter event that will actually get you excited about participating in the seasonal event? Devin, we'll start with you. Okay. Well, for me, since I didn't, I didn't get to answer the last question. But um, I already knew your I answer, played... so I didn't think we needed to answer. Okay. Well, you know the answer, but not everybody does. Fair enough. Um, you can go ahead and answer if you if you want we don't to. Don't talk about everything, all right, Stephen? They get upset. <laughs> talk about everything. <laughs> answer the question, Devin. I have mean, played a good amount, but I had trouble last week, and it kept crashing when I after I would do you know going to do the Titan. So it's really frustrating. Because I would lose connection to the server when I was in fighting the Titan, and so it made me very angry. <laughs> Understandable. So I, haven't played, I haven't played since then because I was upset. Um, but I do want to go in and do you know this week's challenge. It sounds fun, and because uh, I love you know the Swarm Tyrant was is awesome. It looks amazing. So I'm I'm interested in doing that. So for me to get me excited, you know, I'm hoping really what I want is more strongholds and uh, events like that. So what my hope is, is to have multiple strongholds, and if not multiple strongholds, at least one new stronghold, and for them to have changed up, you know, one or two of the other strongholds that we currently have. For for the winter event, you want them to have new strongholds? Yes, I'd like them to have at least one new stronghold, you know, to put in into the game. Um, I, I honestly, I haven't played stronghold, a single stronghold um, in months. Because there's there's zero reason for me to play the strongholds, right? So I mean, when they're they're segregating the the loot table, basically, right? When you have to play play the cataclysm to, to get, get the new gear, to get gear to level eighty gear, so it gives you zero incentive, you know, to play any other part of the game. Um, but even that incentive is, I mean, I go through and I'll play the cataclysm, um, but I'm not playing it a ton, and usually I'm just going through. Um, on probably hard, just so I can run through even by myself, and and I can get you know enough crystals to where I can buy one legendary piece, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then that's enough for me. You know, I play through it and I move on, and I because really I'm enjoying the the free play events. Those are fun, but just not very rewarding. And so I mean, uh, the their economy. I mean, that I know they've hired, or you know, at least they posted that they were hiring someone or looking for someone to help with that. A long time ago and so i mean we don't know uh who's there who's not there which is fine but i mean really things need to change on how the reward is like you're talking about the challenge for the armor and i was going to bring up well right now currently they don't have a good track record with challenges for the most part correct right they're really easy or if you do accomplish them you get the reward you get for accomplishing them is not very good um or it's beyond ridiculous amount of time investment that it will require to get the reward. And again, that uh, reward is not worth the time spent. So they definitely need to work on that economy. And so, I mean, I I would love, you know, strongholds uh, or 
a similar type of event. Um, I love the armor. I mean, seeing the armor for Mass Effect, granted, the Interceptor armor is ugly as butt, and <laughs> um, I still bought it because, you know, I was like, well, I got to have it for my Interceptor, but I'm never going to wear any of that because it's super ugly. Uh, sorry to whoever made that. I still love and appreciate you. You just offended work. every Mass Effect Dude, fan um, that loves the... You, I don't you even just know what insulted the entire quarry cool, race and the whole flotilla. You know, not everybody likes the same thing. Not everybody likes vanilla, okay? Um, <laughs> I would love more armor. I mean, they the armor is amazing. They do a great job. The modelers, you know, the artists and everything, they're doing a great job. And I just want more of it. And I, I want want it now, right? That's my money and I want it now. Um, Don't um, care how but, I want it now. I mean, it's, it's so amazing. There's so much possibility every time you see the game, and they can do so much with it. And I just I want them to reach that, and I want them to achieve it. And it takes time, and sometimes you know my patience wears thin. Yeah. So so let's workshop your stronghold ideas because I think going back to the strongholds is actually something that would be like. I would be okay going back to grinding out a couple strongholds for the next event if they have good rewards. So, so what do we have to do yeah. to them? Because I'm going to assume that they're not going to come out with a new stronghold um, just based on what we've seen in the track record. Like I, I doubt that oh, I on. doubt that it's a new stronghold, and I don't think that they would release it in a PTS and be like, "Here's our new." Dreams. Yeah, I, I just don't think that's going to happen. So, what do they do to the strongholds, Mike, in order for you to get them to go back playing them? Is it just a facelift? Do they need new weapons? Because I know new weapons was a huge draw to the first Cataclysm, and we didn't have that this Cataclysm. So do we need new weapons? Is it just challenges to get new armor? Does Things are going to look different? I think maybe if you're able to, I think maybe changing some mechanics um, because Echoes and... Um, Oh, what would you call it when you're standing? Um, you're standing in the time middle. Plates, you have to, time, time plates. Time plates. Yep. You Echoes. You time gates. Things like that. Relics. Okay. Where, granted, those are huge parts of the game, and they're in every aspect. It seems there seems to be echoes everywhere. There are time gates everywhere. You know, pull out pull out your dink and put it in this, and and kill the swarm that comes after oh, you. Family show. Whoa, hang on. Yeah. So. I think I think maybe changing up some of the, some of the mechanics. I don't know how you would do that though. So I, I don't mean, know what mechanics would you could replace with, and what would lend to the lore and the story. New enemy and types, things. right? I think maybe new enemy types could work, but but not just a reskin of enemies because we've yeah. seen that before in games where we're like, oh, it's I mean, it's, it's this down, again. Apparently. And, and you know, and not and not reversing levels and just having you run through backwards. I I th- I think that the strongholds need to be revisited. I I would it'd be cool if you could see data on how many strongholds are run in the course of a week or a month or whatever. Oh, they can I see think it. They have. I think they have potential. They have I really liked the Swarm Tyrant. Um. The Heart of Rage was fun, you know, if you kind of tilt your head. The uh, the Scar Temple was okay. Um, but, you know, even even then we got some new mechanics in the Scar Temple. So maybe so maybe even running, you know, mixing and matching kind of thing um, so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. I know because I, I, I know that that I mean, it's not my job to say, you know, make it easy, but 
No, it it's, could it's, be, it's it not could our be job, but like like I always said, but it's even, not our job to do it, but they can do it. I mean, just because you know it's what? hard maybe, doesn't mean they shouldn't do it. We're not going to go to the moon because it's easy. We're going because it's hard. Maybe even maybe even Prindle is like is like abducted by the swarm tyrant or like he went to go clean it or something and like there's a story aspect involved where we're going in now but now we're going in for a reason prindle's in there um or one of the characters from the from the fort is in there and we have to go get him and have some some story tied to it so something like that could be fun to do um because really i mean i haven't used any of the new weapons that we've gotten in the swarm tyrant stronghold and i think that could be fun um, to see how effective new weapons are against a guy that we fought a bunch because we ran that swarm tyrant a bunch, and so yeah, I mean we, I think it we would did be it cool a lot. Just to check it out. We did so, and I, I I don't think it would be hard to to give every even to go back into something and make it fresh and new. But I think if we get the cataclysm again with another skin on it, I I think I think that would be a bad choice. I agree, because and and I think changing up the encounters in the stronghold, there there's not a lot of them that would that I can imagine would be too difficult to be like, all right, instead of stepping on this plate for a while, you know, we're gonna turn that off, and now there's just a different thing that we have to do. Maybe it's you know grab some keys, go in. We have to unlock you know a couple cages from inside, you know this over here. I mean, it wouldn't be that hard, I would think, to change that up a little bit. Um, and I think that would be yeah, one of the I easiest mean, things to do. It's like, okay, this is different. Before, you would go left, I would go right, you go down the middle and shoot the things and blow it all up. Because right now, especially mm-hmm. with all that high-level gear that we do have, like, you know, it's it's pretty easy to go through um, yeah. Swarm Tyrant and just kind of face roll this time, Storm Tyrant. So change that up well, a little and bit. Even just, and just adding some of the existing Cataclysm mechanics to the strongholds, you know, with with matching shapes and matching um, symbols, um, pylons and things like that. So, like, like I think your formula is there, and you have all your ingredients. Just, you just kind of have to put them together in a different order. It's like yeah. it's like Taco Bell. Taco Bell has the has twenty eight things on their menu, but they're all the same seven ingredients. Yeah, and, but I don't know if you want you that. Well, because, I mean, because eventually you, you eventually you see through that, and then you realize you're eating the same same seven ingredients. But I but I understand for something well, like this, it's probably good to mix it up. If you realize you're eating the same seven ingredients at Taco Bell, then you're a little slow to the party. I guess that's true. So late to the party. So then, Devin, what do you do with the challenges? I mean, is it just all right? Kill a billion people, and you'll unlock this challenge. And then you know, I guess you know what? I guess they could do. They could just add scores and leaderboards to the strongholds. That's something that we talked about a long time ago to see, you know, what score you get in a stronghold. And that would actually be a lot of fun. I think if they don't put a timer behind it, because I really hate timers in video games. It's just a false sense of hurry up and do this or you die. But adding yeah. a score to it would actually be, would actually be really cool. But Devin, how do, they, how do you fix the challenges? So the challenges, I think they just need to... So if we're workshopping you know, make... this for, for tomorrow, like... Whatever you say, that's what they're going to put in, and that's what people are going to test tomorrow. What's your idea? So, I mean, it, the reward system needs to be changed, right? So they currently they give out. Um, I mean, it's, it's they never give out the same type of reward for what you're getting, right? So you could have a challenge where it's just finding like the the 
finding the tin skulls and going and lighting the pyres. That was a fun little thing. It took, you know, an hour or two. And you got a, a, that reward versus time investment was perfect. I think I agree you, also. I mean, that was like their, their best challenge and reward yet, you know, for, for the whole game. Agreed. Um, the uh, the, the Grabbit helmet was pretty good. The, the Grabbit helmet was pretty good, too. Yeah, that was pretty good. It's just not, you know, I mean, it's it's a fun nod to the Grabbits. And some people like to wear them all the time. Um, I mean, so it's cool to get those kind of things. And, and those are those are good examples of positive, or good positive examples of, of the challenge system. But, I mean, it's really hard because how they determine. That's what she said. I mean, they, <laughs> they, how they determine, you know, vinyls versus, um, you know, just giving you a little tiny picture and then uh, to put to put on your gear. And you don't, you know, maybe you'll get to move around. And so. It's hard to decide, you know, what they need to fix because the reward system, I just don't, you know, I, I would prefer more armor to go around it, even if they split up the armor pieces, you know, where it's just like you can get a helmet from doing this one or you can, even if or they you don't get the legs have, here, you get the shoulders yeah. there. Yeah. And yeah, I, they can have a lot of different sets that don't even, you don't even have to match because a lot of things, I don't wear full armor sets anyways. I always, yeah. Swap them out. I mean, I know some I'm people are like that you the have to buy. Mass Effect, you know, uh, armor sets are going to go together because they look good besides the Interceptor. Uh, again, sorry. <laughs> I'm not a fan but, of the Storm either, but that's just me. Yeah, but, but I mean, yeah. um, I would love if they gave you more more gear pieces, you know, not, not gear pieces, armor pieces for challenges, and they can just be, just pick different parts and you can make a cool set of, of armor legs or whatever, but have them be, you know, a decent reward would be armor for your entire, you know, for all the javelins. Okay. You, you complete this challenge, you get a set of legs for every javelin, or if you want to make them specific, you can do that as well, but make it worth it, you know, so that you, at least you can chase those ones. If you're only playing for that specific javelin, you know, so you can have javelin specific challenges and, and get gear. I keep calling gear, but armor, you know, cosmetics, and, um, I mean, they're, they're, a lot of their system needs to change. But I, I think for me, it'd be better if it was more about the customizations. I would prefer if they would actually drop in, you know, from playing the game, like the vinyls and the little, I can't think of the word right now. Graphics, decals. decals, decals, decals. And um, if those dropped from enemies, I mean, that would be great. I mean, you should be able to get decals from big bosses and everything else. Mm-hmm. And, um I think that would be awesome when when they if those dropped while you're playing the game. I mean, and there okay. are a lot of there is a lot of cosmetic items from the Elysian chest that have not returned, like the breakdance for the interceptor. Um, that's the only time we've seen that. So there's still a lot of stuff in there that can drop, and and I agree with you. But if if they're going to put it out on the PTS tomorrow, like my thought is. What do they do, right? Because they're not going to revamp the whole system in the next couple of weeks before the winter event comes out. So so I agree. Like, splitting up the cosmetics so it's no not... Confirmation there's a winter event, right? I mean, they, they said that there's two events, right? Like, there's going to be the Season of Skulls and then what they were calling a winter event. Okay. But, but so, to Devin's point, we don't know that that's what it is. We're just speculating. No, we don't. I mean, that that's, that's the only event. thing I can... That I think that they would put on a pts for tomorrow it could be a boxing day event i don't know i, I guess that's true i didn't even think of that different yeah it could be something completely different yeah i was thinking of my 
I know. I was thinking in my American mind that they would never have a Boxing Day <laughs> event, but it's like, well, it stands to reason that they've got a studio up in Canadaria that they would probably have a Canadarian event. So, Boxing Day. I should have thought about that. So, so I agree. Like splitting up the cosmetics, making these challenges not you know ridiculously insane, because that's one of the you know there's a fine line between okay, this is too easy, get in, get it done, and now I'm done playing. To okay, this is way too long. I'm never going to complete this, and I'm not going to have fun yeah. doing it. Then I'm not going to play either. They've got to find that sweet spot, and in order to find that sweet spot, they have to be trying things. And like you said, the hood, the hood um, event by finding the scrolls, the scrolls this was like a Marvel event. The scrolls that are you know shape shifting. Um, you haven't enough time. It's because skulls and scrolls. I've got it stuck in my head now. So, or was it the krill or the krill? I don't even know. So that was yeah, a good. Yeah, it's the krill. The tiny things that whales eat. Yeah, that doesn't make sense either. Marvel's bad at naming things. Um, so they, they do have good examples of things that they can do right. And I hope that they listen to feedback. Like, if it is the winter event, you know, everyone that is listening, go to EA forums or whatever and provide feedback on that stuff. I don't know if that was something that people really provided um, feedback on. Like, hey, this challenge is way too long. We did see a lot of, like, bug issues and all this other stuff, but... Go look at the challenges, provide feedback on whether you think those challenges are too long to complete or too difficult. And I, I hate to say too difficult because going in and killing things on easy is not difficult, right? It's easy to go into the cataclysm, put it on easy and just kill stuff, but it's not fun. And that's the point right. of, you know, you have to have that balance of fun to like, oh, this is actually something I can do, and I won't just like bang my head against the desk to do. Because I know a lot of grind, a lot of grinding is not fun, right? But you also have to have that carrot on the end of the stick that you feel that you can reach in order to um, encourage you to finish it. Because otherwise, yeah. it's just like it doesn't matter. Like I'm not going to go for this new armor at the end of the Indomitable Challenge. Because it doesn't sound fun to me to go into the cataclysm and do that. So I'm not going to do it, right? I'm going to take a moral stand and say, even though I want every set of storm armor, I'm not going to complete this challenge because it does not sound fun to me. And if I were to go do it, that would just be me saying, oh, look, you are going to do it. No matter what, whether it's fun or not, you're going to go do this. So I'm not going to complete it. Go ahead, JD. I, I, think, if, I think having... Um you know, the, uh, the cosmetic rewards like armor be a little bit more attainable um, at like maybe like a 50, like if they cut the requirements like in half or comparable to that, I'm not sure how you would balance it. Uh, like basically like you do half the work, you get the armor set, but if you do 100% of this activity, they have like a variant of the same armor set. I feel like that'd be enough for the hardcore uh, people. Um, like for example, it's the same set of armor, but except maybe it has like, um, some kind of particle effect on it, you know, or uh, I can't remember any games off the top of my head that have done this. I know other games have done it, and I'm just not thinking of any examples right now because I'm tired. But, like, it like it could be the same storm armor, except, like, it has, like, crackling lightning all over it, you know, or it's got, um, like, smoke coming from the back or, like, something, something visually more interesting than just the base set, you know. Like, it, it's something that, like, if you're that dedicated to doing it, uh, like the people who got champion of Tarsus in the first couple of months, you're going to get it and you're going to end up looking phenomenal. But, you know, at the very least, like if you don't have the time to completely uh, 
get to it. At least the base armor that is the main attraction there is a little bit more easily attainable because the the, the research, uh, at least in terms of like storefronts and stuff, is usually pretty clear. The more time people spend around things they can buy, the more likely they are to buy them. And so like having us play more uh, to get these things would probably mean more money for them as opposed to, oh, you can only get to this armor if you pay. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So if if there's nothing else, we will jump into the PTS tomorrow. Dev and Mike, did you have any uh, ending comments you wanted to get out before we shut this thing down and hit the PTS tomorrow? Uh, um, I think we've I think we've covered it. I think I don't want to speak for Devin, but I, I think I think that's it. I think that's what we've got going on. That's the state of the game as it stands now, and we have a lot to look forward to. And I should I shouldn't say it that way. We have there's stuff to do, so we gotta <laughs> we need to go in and we need to. And and I think you hit the nail on the head, Steve. Um, you know, comment, get in, give them feedback. You know, give them feedback, constructive. Make it constructive if you can. Don't just say this sucks because that's not constructive. And don't but just get whine. in there and yeah, and don't whine. Don't don't whine. Have right? proper you etiquette. Complain without providing a possible solution. That's just called whining, right? So right, exactly, yeah. cool. Exactly. So, like you said, we've got stuff on the horizon, and there might even be a shaper storm on the horizon. So, woo! We'll see you on the other side. Peace. Thanks for listening. Bye. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at jdthejokedealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. <laughs>